Whoa, look at your notes. I, was I love it. It's like a crazy person. Did uh, So you were on a plane yesterday coming from? Coming from New York. So I have been on a plane every at least five or six days for the past four weeks doing a cross country. I did. I surprised my best friend in Atlanta for her 40th. Then I went to Nashville for a couple of days for like a work slash fun trip. Then I went to New York for the VMAs. We missed was. you. We missed you. Yeah. It was fun. And then just went back to New York again for a day and a half for some like medical thing. I'm fucking wiped. Mm. How was the... With the whole fam? No, just okay. with Cutter. With Cutter. His mom um, slept over at our house with the boys. How was seeing uh, Vince and Drea? Great. Yeah. It's so cute. You know, it's like... Uh, it's just like it's it's it blows my mind each time I see people from our show other than you of how quickly you can pick back up. But then you stop and think, wow, it's actually been a really long time since I've seen you. But uh, I don't know. It's just like I guess everyone from that period of our lives, it's literally like, hey, it just feels so normal because I think each season it just felt like school again. It would just kind of pick up. But I think they all, they get a little alarmed of being like, oh, like you're a woman. Even like when I saw Alan Taylor on the plane yesterday, he was a director on our show for mm -hmm. forever. He was like, whoa, oh, this is, this is throwing me off. You're such a woman now. I'm like, mm. yeah, I mean, I'm almost 40, dude. I've got two <laughs> kids. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy. You guys. Okay. So we didn't have our podcast when the 20th anniversary of the Sopranos happened. No. I'm sure people would, I want to hear about it. What was that like? I mean, I remember you telling me about it. What is it like seeing people you haven't seen in a while from the show? Like people that you, you guys grew up with. Maybe you have been keeping in contact with some people. Maybe you haven't. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Jamie, uh, Vince Curatola, Jason Serbone. Those are probably the people that I really... I love that you talk to Jason. Oh, I love That's Jason. so cool. Um, but you know what's crazy too is like, like I didn't see you for six months before we did this podcast mm -hmm. probably. And like, I missed you so much. And then I see you, but then like, when I don't see you for a week, I miss you the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, it's like, it's this weird thing. But then like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, everybody knows the deal of like, it's like family. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter how long if I don't see you for a month or mm -hmm. a year or whatever. It's like, then after, once we have one conversation, it's like, yeah, I saw you yesterday. Yeah. You know? I feel like that those types of situations, I revert back to like an older version of myself. Hmm. I think when we were on the show, I was much more of an insecure human, and I leaned on Rob a lot um, for security, mm. like whether he knew it or not. I mean, I feel like you knew that. I just feel like I I was just very insecure. I went through a lot. I mean, we all went through a lot like in our personal lives through that show, but I just feel like I was just very uncertain of the person that I was. And um, so to kind of see all these people now being like a different person, I would like to fantasize the fact that I could be a much more confident human, but I almost feel myself like going back into like, I'm not worthy and like, mm. oh, you know, like nobody likes me. But they also have the thing where they like, because I, I went from 12 to 22 on the show. So like I had the guys who they tr treated me like a kid in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then once I was like 17, 18, 19, and then it was constantly like every time they came in, I was at the bar and I was having a drink. And then, mm -hmm. then it kind of like morphed into them having to treat me of like one of the guys. And so there's this weird thing of like, sometimes they still have that thing where it's like they see you and they're like, oh, it's the kid, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. You, you feel like a little kid or whatever. But then like an hour or two later, it's like you're 
Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's it's crazy. It's it's the greatest though. Like I love. Like my initial reaction is to always say no. So you know how people are like always say yes. Like yeah. in my head, I'm like, here is, here's it. I'm like, I just don't want to do it. Like I don't want it. But like whenever Why I get the call, that? I just think there's so many. Like almost everything I get the call. Like when they ask me to do the VMAs, it's like in my head, I'm like, well, I have to go and be fake for three days. But or why two days or, because I don't want to be there. Oh, you know, it's like when I'm on if we do the red carpet and this, and they want to ask these questions and I have to pretend like I'm excited to be there or that I want to be wearing whatever the fuck I'm wearing or this one. It's like if I was being me, I'd be like, hey, when they ask me a question, I'd be like, hey, I don't want to be here. I wish I was sitting on my couch hmm. at home or like mm-hmm. with a friend or this. I just think I just think it's all fake. You know, I think the same thing, like why social media bothers me so much is because like. All I want is to be around like genuine people, like real people. And yeah. I feel like like social media pushes people back towards just being more artificial. And to, like very few people want to be themselves on Instagram, right? They want to be this like. It's a highlight reel. A high, yeah. Of, like, but it's like when it's time to take a picture, it's not just like, oh, take a picture. It's like, all right, all right, all right. We're, we're going to stand over here and we're going to do this and everybody's going to do So it's like, oh, you're setting up this like artificial thing. Yes. Is there any part of you that wants to show up to those things because you know people miss you and they want to see you and then do you struggle with the fact that you you don't want to go because you 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 don't want to feel inauthentic but there's part of you that also wants to like see old castmates but also like fans want to see what you're up to and like Mm -hmm. well when it's the castmates i don't feel that i don't want to be there because i could be myself around everybody and that's i am excited to be there because we're all together and this but when it's something else like like when they used to ask me to do stuff, my first question would be like, oh, is James going? Is Jamie going? You know, and that was like, if they said yes, it was like, okay, you know, I'll go because I know like I don't have to be mm-hmm. fake because I'll actually want to be there because you spend time with these mm-hmm. people and you have a good time. But like when they first asked me to do, to present to the VMAs, I told my manager like, yeah, sure. And then I realized like, oh, I'm going to be living here. Like, because the whole reason I was going to do it was to spend time with Jamie. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to be living here. We're going to be doing the podcast together. So fuck, I, I don't have to do this, you know? So yeah. I just called my manager and I was like, no, I don't want to do it. But yeah. like, do I have the the feeling that like people miss me and want to see what I'm up to? Like not at all. No, that's a very weird, I, I agree with Robin that yeah. I that would never even cross my mind. Yeah, it's like, I don't like. But and, I can see it for him. I get what yeah. you're saying. But I well, understand from him. Well, I'm sure there's a ton of people, you. yeah, that have an attachment to you and wish they could probably see you more. But like this is what, What's great about this podcast is now they get to hear you. Well, that's I really get to know him. My yeah. manager's thing also was like, well, people will get to see you. And I'm like, first of all, I don't want people to like, that's not a thing where I'm like, I want people to see me. But uh, people saw I was at the 20th anniversary six months ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, look at him six months. It's like people don't give a shit, you yeah. know? So it's like if people wanted to, they could go watch the. But like when I got the call for the 20th anniversary thing, it was instant. Like, fuck yes. You know, I was like, I want to see everybody. And like. Every person I saw there, I was just like more like happier and happier and had like you're standing on the red and like even standing on the red carpet when they were interviewing me, it was like I don't want to be talking to these people. I want like you know this person just walked in or I just saw Vince or I just saw that like I want to be over there talking to them. So it's like I, I don't know. It's 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 just not something I like. Something like the v, like when I hear the 20th anniversary, it got me excited. When I hear the VMAs, I think it's like torture. Right. But like. There was a time even when I was, where we were younger, and they invited us to the VMAs, and I was just like, no, why? Yeah. Like, I don't, 
He's always been way too. You showed me a video of you on a red carpet, or at least I heard it while we were driving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we were talking about like I think we we're talking about how you had an accent more as a kid. And I'm like, then, yeah, that's that's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. You were like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy's like, well, do do you like your castmates and and uh, do you like working with them? You're like, yeah, it's cool. They invite me out places, and we go out places. And, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> oh, and I need to hear that. Like, yeah, everybody's real nice, you know. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, you ever gonna get a girlfriend on the show? I'm like, yeah. Hopefully they let me pick the girl. You yeah, know? that'd be real cool. <laughs> like I have this little like oh, New York. My so funny. God. And, and so I'm also cool. like probably 60 pounds heavier than I am now. And I have like the, it's fuck. Oh. Wow. Yeah, yeah, they're cool. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, like every, meanwhile, like I'm, yeah, it's like, ugh, I just see myself then. I'm like, I know I was like sneaking like vodka cranberries at the bar because I was young. Oh that was God, like really? 13. I can't oh, yeah, imagine, dude. Sure. I cannot imagine being that young and having that much exposure. I feel overexposed. Like when I was in my mid twenties and I was just on YouTube, I can't even imagine what it was like being, you know, thirteen. And have we have we talked about your shit on here? No. Like we so need to. so what? Okay, so you were working at Best Buy, right? Living with my yeah. husband. Well, I worked brother. for Best Buy. Yeah, I worked for Best Buy from nineteen ninety nine. Let me make this clear. <laughs> he looks so funny. It wasn't just it. a seasonal job. Like, <laughs> I was How there was? for a You're... solid decade. Really? From '99 to like about your journey at Best Buy to like 2008 ish. Were you the funny guy at Best Buy? I don't know. Like Like, I, I I want a whole show about your 10 years at Best Buy. Yeah, it could be. You know what I mean? It could. It could be a whole show. There was, uh, you know, we had we had a. I worked at the Thousand Oaks store, which, which is just north of LA. If you don't, if you don't Mm -hmm. know the area, and we were the closest Best Buy to, like Malibu. And so mm-hmm. we got a lot of like, we had a lot of celebrities come in and every time we got one, I was just so jazzed. Did they know? like announce it in the walkie? Like, no, the- no. We tried to be cool. You know, we tried, tried to be cool about it. But I remember like I I lost it one day when Hulk Hogan was in there <laughs> and he was in there because he lived in the area or something. And he always drove like this like uh, red, I think it was like a bright red Dodge Viper, you know. I'm just Obviously. picturing like red some and primary colored car. Red and yellow. His I'm picturing like colors. scrawny little you offering to carry Hulk Hogan's TV to his car. <laughs> oh, like, I, I, I got I the kid. full. I, I got the, it, brother. I gave him full service. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I was with him every step of the way, and uh, you know, like walked him through all the departments and like just rang him up for just a ton of shit. I, I forget how much he spent. It was a lot. And he couldn't have been nicer. He was telling me stories about how he almost bought the WWF from Vince McMahon for five million dollars. Wow! Like, you know, five million. Dollars. Yeah, which would have when been a was steal. Nineteen eighty-three. <laughs> I don't know. It 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 might have even been in the earlier nineties. Who knows? Um, but whenever somebody like that would come in, I just was like, oh wow, like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I wanna do that. Like, I wanna you're, be an entertainer. You're Hollywood adjacent, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I could drive into LA and figure this out. <laughs> so, how'd you, how'd you go from Best Buy to doing, you started on YouTube? Well, right? no, I, I took like a, a, a an improv comedy class at the local community college, Moore Park Community College. And I, and I had a great teacher there, John Laprino. And he, um, what was, made you join that? Mm, I always, thought I wanted to do comedy. I just really, I didn't have any friends that were doing it. You know, I grew up in Newbury Park, which is like a very, I don't know, it's like a small town. Yeah. It's, clo- it's close to LA as far as, it's an hour drive away, but it's it's like, it feels like you might as well be in like Wisconsin or right. something. So 
I just kind of, st- and I, I was like struggling in school. I, I mean, I felt like I had no real, a lot of my friends had like majors and things that they were aiming for and um, a path that they were on. They didn't have anything like that. I just never had like a, a direction that I felt like I wanted to sink in years of school into, except for when it came to comedy and like, and, and theater and, um, so I took I took a an improv comedy class and I was just like let me just see what this is like and we uh, there was a part of it where we had to like develop a stand up routine and then go perform it uh. somewhere and like I had I had a blast I, <laughs> I, I had that make her it's I funny. had a blast but you know in retrospect because we ha- I have this stuff on DVDs because they film it it is so bad. <laughs> Can we do a viewing party? We got it. I will never. Oh, we have to. I have it. It's it's, it's not in a safe. It's in a safe, in a safe. You know what I mean? It's like, it'll never. Dang it. It'll never see the light of day. We're going to get it. Your mom and I become friends. She's going to get it. We're going to get it. She's going to unlock it. For sure, we're going to get it. It will be. It Maybe. Would it let's be see. just let's as embarrassing? That maybe is a yes. It's a yes. We, would it be just as embarrassing to play the audio or is it the video that really bothers you? Um... You know, probably both. I remember my first stand-up, like, attempt at it, I kept, like, <laughs> swinging the mic cord. Like, I just kept, like, moving like it out of my way. It was like a tick, you know? And I was like, and I, I watched it back that night, and I was like, oh, I got I to gotta stop that because I look like a crazy person. And, this um, is what Beyonce does with her performances, by the way. She oh, yeah. watches them back after each one. And like, yeah, me and her like can that. identify. She also has so one name a lot. Yeah. Well, she what? Has one name. Beyonce, Kasim. Yeah. Yeah. I went and similarities here. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did, I did it and I, I really enjoyed it. And, um, I started doing like open did mics. Did other in the people area. enjoy it? Meaning I, like, well, I here's know the you thing. Had, I invited a lot laugh? of friends. So it was tough for me to gauge whether I was actually funny or not. It was the whole crowd. You have crowd, friends. The oh, whole crowd was in blue friends. shirts. The blue yeah, 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 blue and khakis. Yeah. That was your <laughs> a lot of electronic related humor. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was. It, uh, I did a couple years of that. There was a lot of like um, open mic stuff. I remember MySpace was big at the time, so I would I sent out a uh, and I followed a bunch of comedians and I sent out. Um, you know how people would post bulletins on MySpace. Mm-hmm. This one comedian Eddie Ift, who I I still know today, I still talk to. He sent out a um, MySpace bulletin in need of an intern. And they were like, we have this podcast. This was in 2007. He had a podcast and he was doing it with Brian Callen of Fighter and the Kid, uh, now who's on Fighter and the Kid with Brendan Schaub. Him and Eddie were doing a podcast out of some uh, studio in the Valley and they just needed somebody to like, I don't know, walk guests from their car to the studio and back and... um, you know, take notes of the show or whatever it was. And and I responded to it and it took like, I don't know, two months of me sending him like a thing once a week. Hey, just checking in, you know, no sweat if you don't need a dude right. or not. I'm just, I'm available. I can drive, you know, I have a truck. <laughs> I have a truck I can drive to LA. That was my selling point. And um, yeah, so he finally said, yeah, oh yeah, I appreciate your, your, uh, uh, persistence. Yeah, yeah. Your persistence. He, just sh- be here this night on this day, and then we'll we'll do it. And then that was like my first um, introduction into anything that was like, in my eyes, professional comedy. Like two working comedians yeah. who were doing a podcast called it was called Wingmen, and they had like it was like Howard Stern esque, where they would have like a porn star 
you know, on or like, you know, and, and I remember uh, thinking, this is a great medium, but nobody I know listens to this. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. I can't really, I was like, wanted to go back and tell my friends, yeah, I'm, I'm working on this podcast. And back then everyone was like, what, what is that? You know, and, and it was so interesting because now uh, both those guys do podcasts full time and they're pretty successful at it. But I, I ended up meeting Eddie and getting to know him and I, I helped him with, um, just a lot of random things. And then he introduced me to like other people and other comedians. And eventually I got like a little bit of stage time here and there. And, um, I started doing like, uh, open mics and random spots, um, in Hollywood, like at the laugh factory. And I shouldn't have been doing that. I should have just been staying like out in Ventura County doing it. But, uh, the YouTube thing kind of started happening at the same time. And then I started making YouTube videos because I hired this guy, Corey Williams, who at Best Buy, I hired this guy at the time he had like a viral cat video and the video was so popular that he was making like maybe $2,400 a month. And it, it blew my mind. This guy was like sitting back making $2,400 a month and just on this YouTube one video. At this it's early. This was like, now this is like 2008, um, maybe like early 2009. I think it was, no, this was 2008. So you were jealous of his video? Maybe 2007. No, I was, I was jealous of the fact that I, I didn't know that this whole... I thought YouTube was a place where... Because I, I had a YouTube account, but I was just putting up clips of my stand-up, and then that's it. He was showing me that YouTube was a place where, like, oh, there's a community. There's, like, people that comment on your videos, and um, they, like, you know, you get to know them, and they want, you know, more. And, and he showed me all that, and he was nice enough to, like, include me in some of his videos. So I had a very small, like, I had, like, you know, a few hundred subscribers in, like, 2008, and I was jazzed about it. And I was, like, I, I would put up, I, would, I was doing open mics, and, you know, maybe, like, 10 people were there. It was, like, you know, there was a Chinese restaurant um, the Sportsman Bar and Grill, like in Camarillo Oxnard. And like, it was like a restaurant, but it was also a stand-up place. And like the people that were there, like, I don't know if they were there for stand-up or if they were just hungry, if they were eating. And it was like, I was like, okay, there's 10 people here, but I would go home and I'd be in one of his videos. And then that would get like thousands of views. I think at the time it, he was getting like a hundred thousand views over, over like a day or two. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. right now. So what was your first video that like took off? I don't know. I I think I think I made a video about like Tapatio, the hot sauce. I love Tapatio. Yeah. I I, I thought like I was a jokey skit about it or just your opinion? Yeah, no, no. It was like I played the Tapatio guy. You know, I had the sombrero <laughs> and like the and I was just putting it on everything and like kept escalating and like put I put it on some white kid at work. Um, I, I was like filming it on my break and I, you know, it was weird. It was like super weird because I was using time at work to do this like hobby and I should have been working and like, I don't know, long story short, I started taking like uh, acting classes in Hollywood and driving back and forth and then going on auditions and like eventually moving to the city. And then all the while the YouTube thing is like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then the and then you just meet people and then you're you, if you just stay with one thing. So I kind of abandoned the stand up after a, a couple of years and then went full bore into the YouTube world, and then just started doing um, these man on the street videos, which I think were the like the first ones that people probably would know and recognize me from. 
And then that's kind of it. Uh, was there a moment where you were like, oh, shit, this is changing my life? Or did it just gradually kind of... Yeah, there was... I think I remember like when I first got my like first check from YouTube, you know, from Google for like the ad revenue. And it made sense that like, oh, I can actually like pay bills with this. That's cool. And there's people online that like, you know, want to see more of this. It was very strange. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, at the time it was super early. Now this is like fast forward. This is like 2009, 10. And then um, I went from like, 10,000 subscribers to like a million subscribers in like a year's time. Wow. And it and it was kind of like off to the races, but it was super grueling. Took a lot of, you know, it took a lot of work and it was mentally exhausting and it wasn't something I feel like I could keep going with. So I just eventually started doing less and less and less. Then I founded a studio, like we started a studio with me and my YouTube friends so we could share resources like uh, cameras and green screens and editing uh, computers with editing software and all this stuff. And then that turned into a whole thing where it got investors and people were interested in um, pivoting that business into something else, which Disney bought in like 2014. Um, so since I was a co-founder, I got a payout for whatever my shares were. And then that gave me, I mean, it was great now that I had a little bit of money and, that, and I didn't have to like kill myself making a ton of YouTube videos, but also like it gave me money and I didn't have to make a ton of YouTube videos, which means that creatively I was not, I didn't have that same sort of like burning desire to get out there and, you know, make uh, videos as, as often as I think people would like. I also don't think people realize like how much work it is to do like what you were doing and to even be like an Instagram influencer like to to think about content daily and to create that content yeah it's not just about putting pictures it's very strategic it's a Mm -hmm. lot of work and I'm glad that people make the money that they make for that because there is a large audience for it and it's really hard. It's super hard. We, you know, I think Instagram influencers or just influencers in general get a bad rap. And I agree, but it's it's it is hard work. I I, you know, I, I like comedy and I like to make comedy, and I understand you know the amount of work that goes into that. And I and there's nothing. I, I think it's, nothing. I think it's easy to make content. I think it's hard to make good. Oh, totally. Right? Because yeah. there's so I don't know. much For me shit to think out like, there. I, oh, like I think about sometimes I'll be like, oh, I would have needed my phone out that whole time. Yeah. To like build my, like people tell me always, you need to build your following. You need to post every day. Mm-hmm. You have stories every day. So people expect, and I'm like, I don't want to. I don't feel like I have content to put out every day, nor do I want to put content out every day. I also feel like I'm, very open and happy to share a lot of my life, but I don't think it's everyone's business to know every minute of my life because I feel like first and foremost, I'm an actress and this Instagram is more a business to me. That's how I make like my side money. Yeah, it's your marketing arm to your... Yeah, like here's a little bit about my life and who I am Mm -hmm. so certain brands could be like, oh, she's a fit for this, she's a fit for that, yes. And your Instagram's great, by the way. Is it? Yeah, I appreciate that. Your stories are good. It's like authentic. Yeah, it seems like you, and it's and it's not it's not just like constant 
glamour shots of like how no. beautiful you are and like it's I don't real have life. a photographer I'm gonna tell you that and by the Good. way Hutter and I were waiting outside our hotel yesterday for our Uber to go to the airport and there was this girl that had her boyfriend take maybe 40 times the Ugh. same shot of her looking up very mm. naturally yeah. at the buildings playing with her hair and I was just staring at it and yeah. and I didn't realize that Cutter was too I just thought he was on his phone and he looked at me and he goes I am the luckiest man. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I, I am so lucky that you don't ask me to do that, that I'm, he's not an Instagram husband. But also with content, isn't it like, right? They say like there's some comedians who like they get on stage and they whisper because they know like they're quiet or they know like that's what makes other people get quiet and makes them really pay attention. Where mm. like when they're losing a crowd, they might like, you're like, so, uh, and you get like, you start to yell and this. So like, isn't there the other side of the coin too where like some people when they only put out content like at like like a, a little bit that it, it has you like you get so excited for it and it's so awesome. Sure. Like somebody puts it out every day. You're just like, oh, yeah, this is I like, like my everyday people, though, because it's it's like comfort. It's like, oh, here mm -hmm. they are. They're their kids. This is what they're it's like. It's it's fucked up, but it's become something I'm used to where like there they are. There's my solid 10 people that right. I see at the top that always have stories mm -hmm. and always right. have posts right away in the morning when or whenever in the That's afternoon true. when I finally get on Instagram. And then there are the people, though, that are special every once in a while that I do get super excited. I'm like, ah, there they are. What are they doing? But it's usually the people that are, um, <sighs> I want to tread lightly here because I don't mm. want to say like more creative or, 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 um, they're just almost more at a level of their career where they were probably super busy making a movie and like super yeah. into it. And now they're not and have some time. Uh, I don't know. But then there's the people that are super busy, make movies that have other businesses that do post. And they probably have the people that are just yeah, posting like for the them. rock, you know. He's, I love he's following The Rock. Yeah, yeah. And there's also people who I think who genuinely enjoy it. And then there's people who look at it as a job, you know. And they're like, I don't genuinely enjoy posting. Yeah, I I don't either. And I and I fall into the category of very sporadic because it's Thanks. just. Yeah. Initially, it was like a a a move for a better sort of mental health you know there was i think for yeah. a time where it's like just not healthy to be that exposed in my opinion i really hope that they do away with the likes thing like seeing yeah i heard that they heard that. i heard that they were thinking I think about in that Canada, i don't know they have that i, I wouldn't I really mind would like that because yeah. to me that's the stressful part is the likes and the comments mm -hmm. i mean look i mean for every nice comment there's 10 nasty ones which yeah. is fine but um like the number of followers and the likes, it gets like, it gets stressful. Oh, totally. And, and I think I said, I think I said this last time, but like, I really hope that by the time Bo gets older, he's like, Instagram's fucking stupid. Like, yeah, like I hope how we their think generation, of Facebook now. Yeah, 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 I hope their whole generation is oh, like, like MySpace is a just, joke, is a punchline. Yeah, I think that I think that social media because I I fear so great. I cannot imagine what I would have been like in high school with Instagram. Like it would oh, have just yeah, yeah. made everything. Well, there's a reason like the harder. the suicide rates among oh, teens are like terrible. skyrocketing. You that's know? so terrible. Imagine because you stop putting out YouTube videos. Yeah, that's why. I'm so so upset. Oh, well, just imagine the stupid. You know the stupid. <laughs> Thing that you cringe about and you think about sometimes at least i do you're like oh in high school like there was one instance where this guy joey who was a grade above me and i still think i was in i was in seventh grade he was in eighth grade we were standing in the lunch line and um 
he jumps, he's standing in line for a pizza and I'm right behind him. He jumps up in the air and just comes back down. And I say, ow. And he didn't touch me. He didn't step on me or anything. I just go, ow. And he turned around and he's like, I didn't step on you, faggot. And then <laughs> I think about that moment all the time. I think about it all the time. And I go, why am I embarrassed? Like, okay, I, I just said something. You're just making a joke. Yeah, but like he was mean to me. You know what I mean? But like right. I think about how stupid I was. Like, oh, yeah, he's right. I am a faggot. Like I shouldn't have said <laughs> I shouldn't have said. So the, think about moments like that, right, when we were kids, except now those moments are on Instagram and they're like live for – they're a video or they're oh, a Oh, you're the, you're the ouch kid. Yeah, you're the ouch kid. Remember when right. Joey called you a faggot? Oh, we'll never forget that. Here it is in case you want to see it again. Right. So imagine that, you know, times whatever it is. And uh, that's enough to like make a kid want to switch schools or something. It's crazy. I actually like I'm starting to see now, Bo, like with older kids like or just, you know, he's in kindergarten. So he's in school and he's around a lot of different ages of kids. And just like hearing them on the playground and stuff like I'm really shocked at how mean kids can be. And I really yeah. wonder where it comes from because I don't like my husband's like will straight up go like oh they're fucking assholes and I'm like no they're a kid like mm. there's something he, they, they're like, mimicking there's, it there's a mi yes they're mimicking it and there's like there's a behavior here that can be healed I feel um and and I'm I saw my son be uh bear the brunt of a kid kind of throwing insults at him and I'm grateful that Bo kind of looked at him like what the fuck are you talking about? Like right. he was telling Bo that he looks stupid and that his bathing suit was stupid and he looks dumb. Yeah. And Bo just straight up like ignored it. And I was like, oh. Yeah, that's God. the healthy But I'm reaction. like, where is this coming from this kid? Because I actually know his parents. Yeah. And they're lovely people from what I know. But like where where in like your instinct, where in like human nature does that like where does well, where does the, the satisfaction thing. come up to go up to somebody and just be mean? It's the same thing where lying comes in, right? It's like I, I like why kids there are kids who just lie a lot because they they lied once and Both they got exactly what they wanted and then they were like, Oh shit, I could just say the not truth and then I get what I want. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, or so the it's attention. like And you know what else is funny? It's like Sometimes, like, you learn lessons in different ways. And I remember I learned one from, like, the universe taught me a lesson one time or whatever it was was where I was at a park with my friends and there was, like, I forget if it was, like, a family of, like, dead mice. There must have been, like, poison in the park or whatever. And, and there was, like, a bunch of dead mice. So we were kids and we started, like, picking them up or, like, shooting them with, like, hockey sticks or, like, <laughs> putting them in, like uh, – uh, uh, Snapple bottles and then we would throw oh the God, Snapple bottle in the air as far as we could and like all the shit and it was like everybody was Jesus laughing and like, but they were all dead at least you know <laughs> and it was like everybody was laughing and it was like haha and I remember I went home that night I went to sleep and I had the fucking worst nightmares that I've ever had in my life of being attacked by like rats and mice and they were following me and, the, and then it was like I was probably six or seven years old and I, remember I woke up the next day and I was like oh I'm not doing that shit anymore mm. like I instantly I'm not playing like, uh, with dead rat bodies yeah, anymore or just like you know any sort of like I was like oh that's mean like you know like that's yeah. fucked up what I was where like when we were doing it I was like oh well this is you're a kid you don't know like yeah. That messing with something that's dead is like what, you know, so I was just like, yeah, we're, you know, like shooting it into the fence with like a hockey stick and like laughing. And there was no part where it was like, oh, because when you're a kid, you're like, there's some things you know you're doing that are bad where this was like, 
yeah, we're just playing with these dead mice. And then, like, I went home that night, and it was just fucking, like, the worst. I, I could still remember the nightmares. It was, like, 30 years ago. Yeah. So bad. So sometimes you just fucking, it's not your parents. Sometimes it's just, like, you just, you learn Instinct, some shit. right? Yeah, some weird way of, like, I don't know, like, if somehow the universe just fucking put me in my place. I was like, yeah, don't fucking touch these dead mice anymore. I feel like it's got to be the parents, you know. It's got to be the kids, the kids that are making fun of Bo or whatever. I mean, where else would they get it? You know what I mean? I guess they could get it from other bad kids at the school. I mean, they could get it from YouTube videos. I'll hear Bo in his little YouTube holes every once in a while and I'll come over and be like, hey, but I don't like how they're talking in this even cartoon. I'll be like, I don't like how they're talking to each other Yeah. right now. It could also and when be he goes to make... bed, I'll go through his history and watch the videos and block things that I don't like. Oh, so you actually you actually use the... the, the... Parental yeah. things, yes. That's great. I would yeah, imagine that, that there's a lot of kids... Him. If he sees yeah. two, two brothers on there, like beating the shit out of each other and calling each other stupid, that's mm-hmm. what he's going to do to Jack. Yeah, right. And But it could also be like what just made you laugh one time, right? Like you could be watching something and somebody could do something mean and you laugh and then you're like, oh, that's funny. And then you're like in front of other kids and you're like, well, I could make this kid laugh if I do what I saw here because I think that's funny. He'll think that's funny. That's how I learned. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes you just see something work once and then it becomes a part of your repertoire until you're 35 and you start talking to a therapist about it. Well, Cutter and I had to stop fighting in front of Bo because... Bo took my side and Bo started like really rejecting Cutter big time. Mm, really? Mm-hmm. And being like, ugh, daddy, I don't want, like, you know nothing. Like, uh, like <laughs> that, that he probably overheard me saying, being of me saying like, you're being inconsiderate or that's not fair. Like he was, he was mimicking me. He would be like that all, all day or just when the fight was going on? Often. Wow. Often. So is there's is there a hundred percent of you that hates that, or is there one percent of you that's a little like, yeah, that's right, Bo. No, yeah. I feel so guilty. <laughs> really? You know what else he's doing is he today I was at school with him and because like, you can play in the playground before and all the parents hang out there and I've got Jack in the stroller and we're watching him and he comes over to me and goes the teacher said parents need to leave and I'm like the teachers didn't even come out of the room yet, buddy, and all the parents are here. He's like, you need to go, and I was like, what? He's like, please leave. I know you blocked my YouTube videos and I was last like, night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I was really trying to think about like, because he used to be the kid that like never wanted me to go yeah. anywhere. And it made me feel really bad. And I actually think that I have been so hyper on him and his behavior in trying to correct him. Like even at his little birthday party at our house, like I was like, come on, Bo, stop. Come on, Bo, stop. And like, yeah, boys will be boys, but I was worried about their safety in the pool. And I had to like grab his arm one time because he was laughing at me when I was correcting him. And like, no, 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 we don't Mm -hmm. do that. So I was like holding his baby brother and grabbed his arm. He's like, you're hurting me. And I'm like, I'm not hurting you. You need to listen to me. You cannot jump when somebody's right there. You cannot kick your friends in the pool, things like that. And I realized I think he wanted me to leave because he just doesn't want me to watch him and correct him. Yeah, he's he's and I feel like I'm not allowing him sometimes to be a kid enough. Mm -hmm. But I'm just trying to protect him. It's like this really fucked up thing you go through as a parent. But like I don't want the result to be that now he doesn't want me around because he thinks that I'm gonna like ruin his fun. Because ultimately he is a good kid. 
Yeah. He plays how other kids play. And right. that's a pro and a con. It's a pro because truly I can bring Bo anywhere and he can hang with anyone, whether they're 25 or two and a half. Mm. Like he will get on anyone's level and play how they play. So if he's with a boys, a, a group of boys that are rough, Bo can hang. But if he's with some babies, he'll sit on the floor and play with them and be super sweet, which I love that about him. But he's also like a bit of a follower, I guess, like a confident follower. Right? I'd, ta- I'd take that. I'd take that nine times out of ten. I feel yeah, like. yeah. You could have the weird kid, you know, the one that doesn't bathe and like he's <laughs> he's not bathe. he's not playing on the jungle gym. He's like eating grass and maybe he'll be a CEO of a big multi billion dollar company one day. But most likely he'll. But no one's allowed to look him in the eye. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? I always think about there was this one kid uh, when I was in school and there was like a row of. Uh, uh, urinals in our school, but they were like the really tall, all the way to the floor ones. So there would be like eight kids standing there at once, and there would be all the kids. You always do the same thing, like you pull down the front of your pants and you pee. And there was this kid who would put his <laughs> pants all the way down to the floor, like butt out. Yeah, butt out everything. And I remember this kid to this day and being like, "Man, he's got to be something, right? Like he <laughs> has to be like the CEO of somewhere or like in jail. Or there's got to be a still like Where imagine seeing being that young and seeing." everybody doing one thing and you're like nope love it this is my thing i fucking, fucking drop my it. pants right to the floor and like yeah. where did he i had never i'm, I'm 34 i've never seen anyone else yeah. do that in the Sheer bathroom where it was like right to the floor no i've only seen I, I remember seeing that as well in high school except that kid he had uh he was mentally handicapped pants uh right down to the ground biggest cock i've ever seen in high school <laughs> one of the biggest cocks i've ever seen in high school <laughs> In high school? <laughs> you want to hear something kind of weird? So little boys get naked like all the time, right? Okay. Oh, I like where this is going. All right. I said to Cutter recently, I was like, I feel kind of fucked up saying this, but I feel like Bo and Jack have like big dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Why would that feel fun? Oh, no, it's like, just like I feel bad comparing them to other little people, but like... Uh, they're doing pretty well, I think. You shouldn't That's compare great. them to little people, but kids is fine. <laughs> That's great. I do not They're pee in troughs because of this kid I saw in high school. I only go to the stalls or the dividers. Um, I, I think it's, I don't know how much experience you have with kid dicks. Um, um, I mean, just my two ones. That's it. Yeah. I, you know, and you also got to realize that some some of us are growers and not showers. And um, I would like to think <laughs> that if you caught me you know, and I haven't like slapped it around a little bit to get a little blood flowing down there that you would understand that maybe I had some growing to do and, and, and you wouldn't judge me right away. Zero judgment. I'm not judging these (laughs) other kids. I was judging my own kids. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just don't know how to feel about that. I guess we could clip this guys and play it at their wedding at Bo's wedding. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the sweetest. That would be the sweetest. I'm proud of my boys. I'm That's so happy good. we're that we do this because like yesterday was the first like you know I had to move here for this and like it was the first like rage I experienced since I what moved happened? here and then like coming here today I was like oh man I know I'm gonna be like angry and then and now like I'm so chill and I'm what like happened? well you made it farther I you're you like to rage but I feel like you've done a I don't great- like to rage just it happens you know I so. I woke up, I, like, and that's the other thing. I feel bad talking about this where I'm like, this is my big issue when I know, like, you go through so much Honey, shit and people listening to this go don't. through so much shit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't have, you know. But I woke up and I had an email and it was like, your your um, 
credit card is delinquent for or your billing is delinquent, whatever, for your Wi-Fi. And I, I don't have cable in my new apartment. I just have Wi-Fi. So I'm like, okay, I guess I have to. So I look at my phone. I don't have Wi-Fi. So I can't use my laptop. I can't do whatever. So I'm like, all right, I have to call these people. So I call them up. I give them my, it takes forever to get to like a human. It's uh, I'm Ugh. like some people freak out in like traffic. Some people freak out that I, I'm fine with all of it. Like I've been in fucking life or death situations. I handled it like I was fucking taking a phone call. Like I was like, you know, very, when it comes to dealing customer with customer service. service, I am my worst <laughs> person. Like I'm not exaggerating at all. I'm such a, I'm just horrible. Like my thoughts, everything is really bad. So uh, I'm speaking to this person and I give them my credit card information and they go, okay, uh, you know, your Wi-Fi should be working whenever, right? So I wait and I wait and I wait and the Wi-Fi still doesn't work. So I'm like, okay, I have to call them back. So I'm on hold with all these people and they're like, oh no, you have to speak to, you know, AT&T. And the guy's like, oh no, you have to speak to uh, DirecTV. And then when I get on the phone with the guy, the guy's like, well, your building has like a special package because I guess like, like you could only get DirecTV in my building. So I right. guess like they get paid by DirecTV to say to people like, no, you can't do anything. So now I have to get pushed to somebody else. So I'm on the phone with the guy for like 20 minutes. And now the guy's trying to tell me, oh, you had your issue with billing. This is a separate issue. You just happened to lose Wi-Fi at the exact time when we were billing. Cause you're, Both went out. Yeah, your, your modem's not responding. This is something that has nothing to do. Even if you didn't have the credit card issue today, you would have lost your Wi-Fi. And I'm like, mm, mm. I don't work there. I don't know anything about this stuff, but I just know. I'm like, I know you're lying to me. Mm -hmm. So I get off the phone with him. I get on now. I'm, I call someone else. Right? I'm on the phone with this person for 15 minutes trying to figure everything out. They say, Can you please hold? Sure. I'm sitting there waiting. And now while I'm waiting, I'm on my phone, so I have nothing else. So yeah. for hours, I'm just staring. At the wall, you yeah. know, like, and you can't leave the apartment because you have to be there to yeah. make sure that the Wi-Fi thing works. So I'm waiting on hold for like, whatever, three minutes. The person comes back and goes, is it okay if I put you on hold for a minute? Oof. And I just fucking lost my shit. I'm like, did you just take me off hold to ask if you could put me on hold? I kind of like yelled something <laughs> and, uh, and you, I don't want to say, I don't want to do accents because it's racist, but you know, like they, they don't speak. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't from LA. The, yeah. They weren't from anywhere I've ever been because I, I very, there's very little I could understand. So now I'm like, you know what? I just need to go to the gym and forget about this shit. Right. So I go to the gym, I'm working out and there's a fucking, see, I'm starting to get angry now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, there's like a bench and then the weights in front of it and then a wall. And I look on the wall and there's just fucking a hundred boogers <laughs> and i'm like no. there's somebody who lives in my fucking building who when they're working out every day whenever they go down there they pick their fucking nose and they wipe oh. a booger <laughs> on the wall and i'm already angry so it's just getting me more angry and i just see all this so now in my head i'm like i'm gonna camp out here and just, I don't have TV. Why not? I'll just fucking sit here and wait to see the yeah. person who fucking comes in here and wipes a booger. Ugh. And the crazy thing in my head is like, there's things like if, if there's people who are scary enough where like if they came around the car and had a gun and they're like, give me your fucking car. I'd be like, okay, you know, like whatever, take it, blah, blah. I don't care what the person looked like who was wiping the boogers on the wall. I got to say, I got to say what I, I got to say my shit. I got to be like, what world are you fucking living where it's like. This is yeah. going to be a thing every week. Did you find the booger man? We need By the, the booger way, report. there's fucking, there's <laughs> tissues in the gym. There's now, the, it's just a wall of these like 
by the way, flick it. Inch, Isn't that what normal people yeah, do? Yeah, ball it up. Save they're, it for your bed skirt. They're like inch on long green bed boogers skirt. on the wall. And it's just so... So now I'm angry about this. Wow, I'm angry about this thing. So I fucking, yeah. A fucking shared wall of a gym. Oh, and it's a white gym. wall, like ooh, totally clean ooh, and ooh, just ooh. boogers. Ooh. So now I, uh, I go back upstairs. I'm on the phone again for like two hours with these people. They can't figure out what the problem is. The person's like, all right, we're going to send someone like a technician to your place. I'm like, when could you do it? The only time they could do it is when we're doing this podcast. So unfortunately I don't, they're like, oh, you don't have Wi-Fi until uh, Friday. We're going to come Friday night to come fix your thing. Whatever. I have a issue fucking sleeping. I don't take pills anymore. So I'm like, oh, now I can't. Like, I always listen to like a podcast or something to fall asleep because I have this like. What do you mean like Ambien you don't take anymore? Uh, Xanax, you... like oh, okay, whatever I took yeah. to sleep. But like, I have this problem where like when I'm laying in bed and going to sleep, I like wake up like jolted and it's like, <gasps> and I think I'm dying, like having a heart attack. And it happens like sometimes it doesn't happen for like three or four days. And sometimes it happens like 10 times in a night to where like I can't sleep. So I, I listen to like a podcast or something because it, it takes my mind away. Because if I'm just silent in the room, I'm like, oh, great. How long until I Silence fucking deafening? Yeah. I'm like, how long until I wake up gasping for air and thinking that I'm having a fucking heart attack? That's all I think. So I'm trying to go to sleep and da da da. So I didn't sleep good last night. And I'm just so fuck. I was so angry because like in my head. Still have no Wi-Fi. No. And in my head, I know they're lying. I know they fucked up like they, they had to. So um. I, when we pulled up to this fucking podcast, I get a phone call and they were like, hey, um, we're not going to send the technician anymore because we realized like uh, we switched off your service. Yeah. Like blah, blah, blah. blah. So course. like it was as I was, was walking in here and I was just like, I don't. I was just so and I know how stupid it is. And I know it's like there's real problems in the fucking world. And but I was. I, w- I had my first yesterday where I was like, and like, you're angry and there's nothing to distract you from it. Like, I'm just sitting in my apartment, staring at the wall and there's like bad uh, cell phone service. So I can't uh, like play any videos or listen to anything. And I'm literally just sitting there like, yeah, it was whatever. I'm, I'm all right, though. So my point was, I didn't read any of that bad energy when I came in here. No, well, that's because I saw you. And I'm happy and blah blah. But like, he does really, perk like, up when he sees you. Me, I do a little bit for sure. Sometimes, and I uh, and that's what I'm saying. I'm so happy we Don't do this because it it's like, yeah. <laughs> I went from oh come on, me and Castle. We have a nice camping trip while we were. It, oh, I need to hear about this. When camp- Did you well, see any bears? People took Rob took him straight to the mountains. People I shit on me and said it's I not. I cannot believe we didn't start with this. People shit on me and said it's not real camping. But I'm from New York City. We're yeah, and I told you that it's not not real camping. It's like you're in a cabin, glamping. It's in the woods. Yeah, we, yeah. I mean, we're in. You we have go a shower. Hour up a mountain. We're in the woods. To me, I'm like, yeah, for sure. Me I'm too. Like, we're fucking kid. We're out by the the fire, and th- I had a fucking blast. Awesome. We had, had such a good time. We went on a crazy hike on Sunday. It was like five. Almost five and a half miles. Wow. Yeah. Was we, it hot up there or was it nice? No, it was actually Perfect. way cooler than it was oh, down okay. here. It was hot here. Yeah, it was so hot. Yeah. We took a boat out one day and the boat boat broke down because some girl was doing some crazy shit on it. Me and Kasim put... So it's Kasim's girlfriend has a, a cabin right. or a lodge yeah. up there. And uh, so she's like, yeah, can you help out do it? So me and Kasim were like putting chairs together. Oh, Oh, yeah. Big, she put us to work. Yeah, we were working a lot. And then it was like, but it was like the weather was good enough for the pool. People were in the pool, hanging out. The fucking right. food was. Yeah, we had an outdoor movie night. We, it was great. Kasim showed his so Best nice. Buy 
skills. He put together a whole like outdoor speakers. Ah. Like I can do that stuff with my hands tied behind my back. And there was a moment where people are like, should we even watch the movie? And I saw Kasim (laughs) freak out a little like because he was working on it for hours, you know, and he uh, but we did. Everybody, we voted on a movie. Your girlfriend wasn't happy with the vote, but. What movie did you watch? Well, I, I just outdoors. suggested that the we what? the Great Outdoors. Oh. John yeah, Kennedy. I suggested Great Outdoors. She she suggested like uh, Wes Anderson. Yeah, like Moonrise Kingdom, and it went up for a vote, and everyone you know thought Great Outdoors would be a better movie. And, and she was. got mad because I was like, Cassim, whatever you want, you got my vote. She's heated. Yeah, it's great having. A- <laughs> Rob is on my side all weekend because it's her and like all her girlfriends. So I'm generally outnumbered and. Um, it's just great to have have a teammate out there. Yeah, I yeah bet. it was so such torture camping with fifteen girls and cast them. But I, I yep. made a three. Couple of them obviously had girl. crushes on obviously, Rob. I'm, yeah, I'm it didn't take long. Chance. It actually took you know. it took an hour before one of them came up to me and was like, "Your friend Rob's cute." <gasps> I was like, "Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that." He's talented love too. Uh, no, you know, well, Rob's a tough exchange? cookie to crack. No, no numbers exchange. No. Well, I also know like he's being smart about it because it's a it's a friend group that potentially could be his friend group, and oh. you don't want to taint it that early. I get it. Yes. Yeah, and I also didn't want the like anything happening, and then me coming out to the pool the next day, and be like, oh, I don't want to go out to the pool, and that we're like, I just had no, like, I was just having a good time. Life and times have changed. I know. I right? know. This is. I'm like, uh, I actually think about stuff now, and I. Uh, you know, I don't know. But I was like, I was also like, I'm also in a weird place where like, I don't even know if I could imagine myself dating someone without like getting to know them. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> I'm like, I we're like before it would be like, you oh, that girl's hot. She could live with me. You date them. What kind of dating is getting to know someone, right? And then you're exclusive after you finish dating. But I mean, like being like, uh, like attracted, like, 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 you know, like I see girls where like, I still have the thought in my head. We're like, oh, I want to bang her. Or whatever, but like that, I know in my head that's not what I'm looking for. You know, like I want a relationship. I want a girlfriend. I want. See, I, I have, I have said this always was like I, because I used to get the thing where they're like, Jamie, you're the girl you want to marry, not the girl you want to fuck. And like I'm, I used to get this at like auditions. Like you didn't get it because you're the girl people want to marry, and they're looking for like the type of girl you want to fuck. And I used to take it really personal and if be like... If you'd like to fuck uh, Jamie, just go ahead and send an email, askpajamapants.com. <laughs> but like, I, when I'm with someone, I want to be both. Yeah, you want to have when both you sides. First, your like, inbox is just going to be full of dick pics. Okay, is this bigger than your kid's dick? <laughs> you want to fuck? I'll fuck you. Send them to me first. I'll screen them. <laughs> See if you could beat DM. that kid in high school who I saw well, with this big old DM. donkey Don't over the trough. Anyone. What were you saying? Uh, was just know that like... I want to know that, like, I hope that when Cutter first saw me, like, he thought, I want to bang that girl. Well, I think it's, I think it's the once someone gets to know you, you're not the girl. I think you're a like, surprise. Oh, well, you just want to fuck. And I, oh, I, I want think, him like, to think that, too. I think right, but he there's, wants but to there's, bang me and hang out with me after. But I'm just saying, there's some girls where you just go, I just want to fuck her. Oh, and then I don't sad. want, I don't want anything. I don't want any sort of, I mean, you know, by the way. It's it's the girl who you described earlier who takes 40 pictures in front of the fucking hotel where she's like turning different angles. And then what are you thinking? Like, wow, I'd love to be that that guy taking those pictures. There was like, a couple no, of those girls not. All you want to do is fuck. Yeah, there were some girls like that. But well, I bet there were some solid backgrounds for some good shots in some good Instagram worthy shots. Up yeah, there, in there the, was a lot of they were um, these particular girls were rear end 
rear end focused, so there was a lot of like over the back. Oh the yeah, shoulders. back, back, butt, sh- butt <laughs> there were forward, some good, over the back. I, I, I say the Will highlight. You call me out if I ever put one of those uh, over my shoulder, but I think you're allowed <laughs> if you go like 10, 15, 20, just regular life, and then you decide to throw in like, like look how shot? sexy I can be. I think that's tasteful oh. i think it's it reminds people that you are a physical sexual human being and if because if if you're like me and you just post pictures of you in a fanny pack for a hundred in a row right. you know what i mean people are just going to start to think you're just a you know you you lay the, when you have sex you lay there like a cold dead fish and you don't even think about sex which is not too far from the truth but i think if you do that once every 20 25 pictures i think it's good okay and some lessons you know, it, people saying that you're the one that you want to marry. Did you take that as like, that's just what I presented in this audition? Or do you think that's what no, they're that saying about vibe. your vibe in general? Vibe. Like you walk in the room and you're like, oh, that's a girl you want to marry. See, I don't think that's what it is. I like think she's not the hot girl. She's the girl you want to marry. She's the girl. She's not the girl right now that you would fantasize about. She's the girl that's like pretty and you want to bring her home to mom and dad. See, Which, I by think the way, is you, not a bad thing. I think you want that. I think you want to But be when that. you're young... You want to be hot. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but but could, I you think you're still both. Be hot and get, I don't know. I yeah, think, well, I now think, I'm 38 years old and I've never been more secure in just being, not giving a shit how you're going to label me. I feel secure in all sexy. of the different parts of me. Now that's true sexiness. By the yes, way, the, the, but when you're young, you don't have that. No. The, the highlight of the trip, we were talking about asses, were asses. There were was some there a lot of asses? Great. And coming from a guy who hasn't had sex in a while, there were some amazing asses by the pool and on the boat. And when we're, mm-hmm. I mean, it mm-hmm. was like I was I was drooling at, at one point. Look, I only least. have eyes for my girlfriend, but uh, oh, that's right. I, but but you are right. There there were a few there that seemed to defy gravity in an interesting way. And yeah, there was one in are particular that we. We don't know if they were real or not because now apparently they're the as common as boob jobs. Yeah. Oh, well, I you cannot know, imagine putting something in my butt. But I think there's yeah. girls who get total butt jobs and then there's girls who just get shots in their ass to make it a little. Oh, you can do it with shots. That's huh? what I've heard. I've hmm. never done an injectable ever in my face. Nothing. Ever. I think that's good because after a while it stretches your skin out and then you always need it. And right. You lo- and you look kind of like a. Like. The skin starts to look like pulpy, and then you start to look that weird age where you just don't know what people are. Yeah, it's it's a it's a. By the way, we have we have no idea what these injections do to you in the long run. No, no, no. I would no, never. When I, I, I'm I, sure I, I could use a little help here and there, no, but I just you're can't, crazy. I can't go for I, it. I've dated girls who do it, like their lips, and the, and like I, it just I hate it. Like it just does it feel me different out. when you kiss uh, an injected no. lip? No, no. And it's also, I always was under the assumption, maybe I just heard this, I forget where I heard this, but like when I was younger, I thought girls had to wear makeup. Like the way you wear makeup is for people not to really know you're wearing makeup. I heard that as when I was a teenager, like, you know, tasteful makeup, right? You want to seem like you woke up like this. Yeah. Or cover a pimple. Yeah, yeah. And and I think people should uh, go about plastic surgery in the same way where it's like, if you want to do it, just... Do like I knew a girl that got fake implants, but they were like bees, like big bees, yeah, and nobody knew, yeah, mm-hmm. and they just stood up, you know, they looked great. Everyone was like, "Man, it ma- it made her that much 
more attractive because everyone thought, oh, those are just natural beauties. Right. Well, you know what's crazy? There are girls who, when you see outrageous things on a girl, you think like, oh, that was a mistake. But what it really is is that's what they wanted. Like, I remember I hooked up with this girl one time in Vegas, like almost probably 10 years ago now, and her tits were so far apart. Like really far apart. Like she was mm -hmm. very like pretty girl, and then when like her shirt came off, I was like, "Wow, there's like a big, like gap in between." Yeah. There's and, a chasm. Yeah, and right we started, in between there. We started talking about it, and she was like, "No, like she's like that's what I asked for." She was like, "I I told them like I want." She's like, "I find it really sexy." She's like, "I don't like cleavage." She's like, "I like that." <laughs> Like part in between, and I remember being like, "Huh? Oh. Give, give me that cut in half basketball." <laughs> yeah, and they were like, "But it wasn't even like they were too big. It was just like that part in the middle was very like it was like a half pipe." That's crazy because as a man, my my eyes, the 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 part that hits like the very primitive part of my brain that I look at is that the closeness yes, of the for sure. It. Yeah, that's what's sexy. Yeah, but then also it is kind of sexy when a girl wears those shirts that like. What is that called? Where like it's like down to a their deep, belly like, button. V-neck? Yeah, like but like the super, you know, like well, that's like going like the back J to the like two thousand. Yeah, but I remember like when girls would wear that, then it was kind of sexy. Where like it, it wasn't clear, but in anything yeah, else, yeah. But when you're you wear shirts like that, you almost have to have like no boobs. It yeah, looks better when if you have too many boobs. If too there's much too boobs. much space here, then the fabric. You Correct. need nipple tape. Well done. Yeah, I know this from girl cosplayers that are you know they. <laughs> Because a lot of those costumes are very revealing. Yeah. Um, See, I remember there was a girl who, there was this club in New York we used to go to called Show, and there was a girl who was wearing that one night, and then she would just like pull it over yeah. to the side, and like her tit was hanging. A little she curtain. Was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like a little a little play. She There's a little character behind him behind the curtain, and then she'll pop one out it's for one act show. of the show, and then sometimes both. And I was always, like I always, like in my head, it's like, oh, what's sexy is cleavage. But I remember that was one of the first times where I was like, Oh, that's. I that's think a nice. back is sexy. Yeah, yeah, for the sure. Back, upper the back. I think a older, full, cover me all up in the front, but show my whole back. That's that lower, I mean. the lower back where the it just slope. starts to come mm -hmm. right, in, where you can see the rumps take shape. You know where it starts to just <laughs> veer right towards you. Yeah, that little smaller area where you could almost spoon soup out of. You know, like You're just so a, good at describing. I'm hungry. I think. <laughs> I am too. I wish we had pizza right now. Uh, well, Rob had a slice of pizza. That's not exciting. Yeah, I had pizza, but I'm. Uh, That's exciting because you never get to partake. No, I just try and eat like super healthy. So like, but this is we true. Did, Rob doesn't normally eat a pizza. No, we did uh, three three days. Right, it was like Thursday. Was it Thursday, Friday, Saturday? No, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We went camping. Yeah, so Friday, mm -hmm. Saturday, Sunday, and then Casim dropped me off at like six, and I had a seven o'clock dinner at Dantana's. You ever go to Dantana's? Uh, yes. And I had chicken parm. And Who'd you eat it? With? Huh? Who'd you go with? Uh, Tony and Ola. Oh, nice. Yeah, they're oh, and their kid. The was salad, here. the Tana salad, and that chicken parm. See, I think the the Caesar salad is better than the. I don't uh, like Caesar salad. The Tana salad. Mm. I, I. By the way, I could talk about food all fucking day. Like I'm. I have. I'm I, so hungry right now. I really think that I have like such an unhealthy relationship with food, and that's why I do like uh intermittent fasting so i just i eat one meal a day but my meal when people see me eat it they think i'm nuts like crazy right but you feel like you feel content because you don't feel like you're restricting yourself because you get to eat what you want one time a day yeah and i get to be full i get like you've seen me you you, you saw me eat at the oh yeah 
where we're camping, and it's very like very you know, impressive. I could pack. <laughs> I pack, but, but it's like once, no I, snacks. No, like I'll snack sometimes after, but like let's say. I stop eating for the night and go to bed. From the time I wake up until my first meal, I eat nothing. So sometimes that'll be eight hours, six hours, yeah. wh- whatever it is. And then as soon as I eat after that, I'm hungry. So yeah. that's why like if right. I wake up and right. eat, I'll be hungry all day. So I just wait, you know, six, seven, sometimes eight hours. Camping it was even more because like I couldn't just grab something to eat. And then I would just eat a giant fucking meal. And it's like if I try and eat any other way, like now there's a term for it, intermittent fasting. Yeah. But this is how I've always been. Like mm-hmm. – when I lived in New York, I used to order uh, – I'd wake up. I'd start playing online poker. I'd fucking smoke weed, take pills, whatever. And then as soon as I got hungry, I would have – I would start watching uh, fingers. cooking shows. I would start watching cooking shows so it would get me get even some ideas. more hungry. Yeah, and I would order uh, – chicken fingers were a thing, but this was – I fell How into – you not like, order food immediately when you were stoned? Uh, I don't know. I just – I'm never hungry when I wake up, and I used to wake and bake every day, you know? So I would I would – I have to wait minimum four hours to eat after I wake up. So I would uh, order a large pie, half pepperoni, uh, order of penne alla vodka, uh, and then an order of chicken marsala with uh, – it came what? with a salad. And I would sit there and eat all of it except for like maybe – and like a large big pie from New York. I would eat all of it except for like two slices and then that was it. I wouldn't eat again until whenever the next time it was. And because I was on such a weird like poker drug schedule, like sometimes I would stay up for – 20 something hours and then I would sleep for 14 or 16 so by the time I ate again it was so long and I put a treadmill in my living room like this giant because I had apartments in New York are small I had a giant treadmill right it was like you walk into my apartment and it was like TV treadmill couch and that was like the whole fucking thing because if I didn't put it right there I wouldn't do it so like Maybe every six months or something, all of a sudden I would start to realize, like, oh, I've gained 10 pounds or 15 pounds. So I would get on the treadmill uh, every night. And then as soon as it was gone, I would just stop and then I would just wow. fall into that same. But like I would eat the amount of food that I would eat. And there would be times where like when I said like I wouldn't leave my apartment for two weeks, there would just be like 15 pizza boxes. Oh, my God. All this fucking bags of like garbage, everything, the fucking empty Diet Coke box. It was like a hoarder's. This is why you never had me over. I never had anyone over. You ever like, piss into a jar and just keep it there by the door? No, I never did that. Okay. But I uh, remember I people. Made it to the remember Ka- we were where we filmed Sopranos. It was right where cabs would return their their vehicles, and like the next person would take it for the shift. Oh yeah. And it was right. There was an overpass right above where we would walk into our soundstage, and I didn't. We realized then that cab drivers piss in bottles. Oh, I didn't know that. Drive, really? So they would throw it over the overpass before they would get to return the car, and it was right outside where we would be filming. It was disgusting. Just, just bottles of piss, broken. I mean, thrown over an overpass. Oh, yeah. It, Woo. It, like the the area that we filmed Sopranos in was like it was just homeless Gross. people and Terrible. us. You know, Terrible. that was all that was. There's nothing else over there except for the studio, and it was like. Under the 59th Street Bridge, so it's like, but like Third Rock film there, Second. Oh yeah, like once you walked in, it was like super nice, security, everything. But like if you're a block away at night, it's like oh, like yeah, like get that you're in you're in bad. There were people that would walk us to and from the trailer to the van always. Well, that's good. Available merchandise. I want to hear more. I think maybe on the next pod, I'm going to start asking some questions about the show. You know what else I'm going to do? I'm going to start watching the show again. I think I, sh- I think I you think should we wait. Both should. I'm not going to watch it, but I think, Why? I, think you should, I just don't want to watch it. But I think Ever? you should wait. Uh, 
Maybe ever. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe ever. I, could see, offer a I Patreon. need to watch it because people so badly want to talk to me about it. And I yeah, you no just idea remember. what they're talking about. I, and that's such I a great thing where you could be like, sorry, never saw it. Oh, I, but I don't. Do but no. But actually, I'm I'm getting to the point. Maybe when you're closer to my age, you'll yeah. feel this way. <laughs> but I just feel like now I'm like, why? But why not? Why aren't I? I was part of something really great. See, for I'm me, so lucky. I want to know what I was. A we part should of. do that, and then we. Sh- oh, this is great. This Seeing is. We should I do this just, on a Patreon where we you watch it, and then maybe we just talk about the episode seeing, right after. Seeing James makes me too sad. Oh, oh well, this that's a whole that. ep- that's a whole other episode. I can't do but it. But obviously, you're gonna we're gonna have to talk about it eventually. I was watching a movie one time that I didn't know he was in, and he came through like halfway, and I couldn't even watch it. Really? What was the last one he off. did with Julia Louis Dreyfus? Uh, was so good. Oh, enough said. I didn't enough, see, said. enough said. Oh. Something. Yeah. Such, I love when I see him movie. though. It just makes me happy. See, I like I like thinking about him. I like all that, but like seeing him and I don't know. It just makes me. I I, I don't. Makes Man, it, we're gonna, sad. you know, we're gonna. Our first guest is gonna be a therapist, a psychologist. You know what's funny? It's like I, I love, love that. yeah, I would love to do it that. Could, I have that written down as one of our guests for sure. That and like somebody who talks about uh, uh, dreams because I, I have the crazy. Oh, dream can we get a past life regression person too? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so convinced like I was uh, Egyptian royalty. I th- Are you? I was Spanish. I have to be. Apparently, <laughs> maybe we dealt with each other. I did maybe a DNA test because I thought. There was no way I don't have uh, old Jesus DNA inside me. We grew up very close to each other. I, was, I grew up in Jordan. I didn't grow up. I was born in Jordan, a stone's throw away from the Jordan's River where he was baptized. Yeah, I've never thought Hello. Of- I'm Sephardic Jew. Are you? Yeah. Okay, maybe we're related somewhere down the line. We for sure are or dealt with each other. Or some, we have a similar sort of skin, skin tone. Yeah, I think so. You wouldn't get it, dude. I know I'm so pale. I got I got I got like third degree burns driving up to the mountain in Kesson's car because you're right. Because like I woke up the next day, and everyone's like, "Oh, you got sunburn on the boat." And I was like, "Well, no, everyone, because I only my right arm from the elbow down is sunburned." I'm like, "I actually got sunburned driving up here in Kasim's car because my arm was just sick." And as you're driving up to the mountain, driving through the mountain, I guess you're you're getting even closer and closer to that thing. My yeah. littlest baby is fair. And it's, I have to remind myself because I, I, mm. I'm so bad. Like I put SPF on my face always, but I don't put it anywhere else in my body because I've never yeah. had to think about it. And my big boy, I, he's so tan. Like I, he's never burned anything, but the little one, he just gets, walks outside and he's not even in direct sunlight and he's bright red. Just like George over there. You need to tell me how to take care of him. So bad. I, I can't like, if I'm out there, yeah, 10, 15 minutes. I yeah. burnt up. Look, my whole arm was peeling. Oh, I see. And this is just from driving in Cassim's car. Oh, oh you're God. such a mom. Who would touch my peeling arm? Such a mommy. <laughs> I am such a mom. That's so sweet. All right. Well, that's... Is it an hour? We did one. Yeah. We got a lot an of good hour. stuff. I, I thought that was great. I, and hopefully um, we can delve into some of these s- juicier topics on the next episode. I am excited about maybe watching... The Sopranos from the start, but you, I would love for you to be involved, Rob. See, I would rather don't say, run away. From I would rather because maybe there'll be people who who listen to this who haven't seen the show, so I could be that perspective of like I don't know. By the way, we've both seen all the first episodes because they make you watch the first episode at the premiere. Mm. 
So yes. we've seen all the first episodes. First, so I've exactly, seen, first two. Yeah, I've seen like season. 10, 12 episodes or something like that. It's mm-hmm. not like, but there are tons of time where people bring stuff up to me and I'm like, that never happened. Same. And then they, they like, they're like, don't know. Yeah, yeah, you were doing this. Or like, I've seen pictures before where I'm like, I, I don't remember. Mm-mm. You guys could actually be the least knowledgeable people oh, about the Sopranos. Oh, I would fail any Sopranos. I know nothing. Oh, that's great. That would be so funny if we could get like trivia yes. questions you know and then just have you bomb them and have like a real fan call in. You know what's funny? Yeah. I know about Sopranos. It's funny because what I when I listen to people do trivia about other shows that I love, the only stuff I never know is like what actor played bubble, and I'm always like, I don't fucking know. Or with Sopranos, that's all I know. Mm. You know, like I know who played all the actors because they're friends of ours, but I don't know anything about the show. Like one time I did an interview, and the guy's first question, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like he was like, he was like, what do you think of? Uh, you know that David Chase was one of the first people to ever delve into the, um, uh, you know, mental illness and this and the way that Tony saw the world was that. And I was like, and I just let him keep talking. Yeah. And then at the end, I was like, I, I, I think David's great. Yeah. You know, I was like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, he took me places. Yeah, he's cool. Yeah, he's cool. I like them. So we'll we'll play that clip for people, and then we're gonna play your stand up. <laughs> what do you have that's extremely embarrassing, Ugh. Jamie? Oh, what. <laughs> I hate that I'm even bringing this up. Yes. I don't know if you remember that I put out an album in uh, yes. maybe 2000, oh, 2001, yes. the worst year of my life. Yep. Guess, guess what we'll do on the car ride home then? Pull that, pull that up. The worst? That was the worst year of your life? Was that I when you got married? It. Yeah, it was when I was with AJ, okay. yeah. Because that for I, me was the worst I year of your so life. I was so forced into everything and I hated every minute of it because I was like, this is not me. Mm. What am I doing? This feels so wrong. See, that's how you I feel when I'm on the fucking wow. red carpets and doing that stuff. I, like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. No, listen. I remember good. one time... Robert and I were on a red carpet of an award show and I think I know what you're gonna say. I think you might know too. <laughs> and it was I remember telling myself, like, you know what? I'm gonna be more like Robert today and I'm just gonna like say it like it is and I'm gonna be cool. And I remember it was like <laughs> Juliana Rancic or something. It's like, you guys, like, so you know, there was no Golden Globes this year because of the strike or whatever. How'd you feel about that? And I was like, I don't care. We weren't nominated. <laughs> Which probably is like nothing, but to me was like the most badass statement I could ever make. Right. And I remember Robert going, Jamie. Uh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, was that too much? Because I I thought you were going to say there was one Sopranos premiere where. Oh, what? We drove up, me and my, so they would give us like a limo. And we, me and my friends drove up in uh, in the limo. It was so like, it was the dream, you know? It was like, oh, my friends, we're hanging out this and we're like smoking weed and we're drinking. And, we're let, and like we're pulling up to the red carpet. So... It was. I think they did it on purpose where, like, your car was in front of mine. So right when I got out, Jamie was right there. So I walk up to her on the red carpet. I give her a big hug, and I whispered in her ear. I was like, I just took 10 hits of acid. <laughs> and I remember your face. You looked at me like, oh! And then I looked at I was like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't take it. But by the way, how terrible that I believed you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was, like, probably, like, reeking of like, weed. Oh, and, no. What did yeah. I do? I thought you were going to bring that up. That was, yeah, we should, no. uh, we have some good, I remember one time. I have time, a terrible memory. I remember one time showing up to a party. We could cut this out if you don't want to say it, but I think you're fine with it because you said something in another one. But uh, our friend was like opening up a nightclub in Miami and it was on a rooftop and we're all meeting there. And I walk in and like, I'm saying hi to everybody. And I've only had like two or three beers at this point. Like I'm very like, whatever. Like I think I just landed and I walk up and I give Jamie a hug and she, and I could tell she was more like, 
brittle than normal and she what couldn't really mean? like like you were just like <laughs> I, I, know. I, like I was crunchy. like I wasn't hugging you I was kind of like holding you like you, like I don't know I just felt like you were like and you whispered in my ear you're like I'm tripping balls uh, right now you were like I'm I, you were like I took too much I t- I think I you ate took mushroom yeah you had mushroom uh. um uh, not can well, like uh, caramel. caramel, yeah. And you were like, I'm so. I think fucked. I was being dramatic, but it's it's crazy because <laughs> I, uh, for a minute, I knew how everyone else <laughs> like felt when I would walk in somewhere. Where I was like, oh shit, Jamie's a fucking mess right now, you know. We're <laughs> like, I wasn't. No, no, no. Like, I mean, no. I think I, I was well, actually really excited. You were to tell ear Robert to ear. That yeah. I was yeah. like an You were ear yeah. to ear smile. You seemed fine. The only thing, like, if you weren't getting up. You seemed like you were totally fine. But I noticed, like, once you got up, I was like, oh, you're, like, a little... <laughs> like, you just, you know, you seemed... Like, you know when you watch, like, uh, footage of Woodstock and, the like, the girls in, like, the white flowery yeah. dresses are kind of... Their arms are, like, kind of, like, just moving around. Like, you just... I could tell your body language wasn't you. You know I'm what I mean? Flower child. Yeah. By the way, great documentary that's out right now about Woodstock you should mm. watch on Netflix because I thought always thought that Woodstock was about the music, uh-huh. but actually that festival was purely about getting together as many people as, as you could and just having it be loving. Like no, no um, conflict, like to show the world that you could get thousands of people together in a space and just love each other. That was the purpose huh. of Woodstock. And I had no idea. Like that's a hippie. Yeah. That's what hippies want is just to just be around each other and love each other and show the world that we can exist like this. It didn't like, like it's funny because it's like, it's just love. But didn't have the people like illegally enter. Like wasn't there like. Uh, I'm, I didn't get far enough into the documentary. I'm about halfway through because I fell asleep. But that's how I felt on Mushroom. So, right. you know. It's the best. That's when you found me is my little inner flower child. That's what we should talk about. She's in there still. We got to write down mushrooms. The first time I ever did mushrooms, I ate a quarter ounce. And then like every time after that, I always ate a quarter ounce. Didn't you know Cutter when he took mushrooms the one and only time? No, I was only only there to watch him get drunk for the first time, I think. But he similarly ate like a bag basically and saw like golden retrievers and girls in bikinis running towards him, which is clearly his fantasy. And I had the greatest Like locked himself in a car greatest time of my life you did yeah and one girl time. threw up a match and i wasn't we weren't tripping like this there was one girl there oh, who was like i'm just gonna be here and make sure like i'm not gonna take drugs i'm gonna make sure everyone's okay and i guess somebody like lit a cigarette and put the match in her beer oh and then she like drank too much beer and when she threw up uh, match a match came out, came out. Oh, and we yeah, were like yeah. whoa like you know all right well I don't really on the next that. episode mushrooms can't wait to talk about it. i actually had a friend who took mushrooms uh we took we were in joshua tree he uh That's sat on a rock for eight hours and just changed he changed into a completely different person he's still different today and we'll get into that on whoa, the next podcast i want to hear that i love it uh send your questions to ask pajama pants at gmail.com and thanks for listening this was episode three nice job gang yeah. bye